All right, gang, it is uh, Pastor Chad, Pastor Brian. We are back to take another second glance at the text. Um, so what we looked at this week was a wrap-up on our Tough Conversation series. But, gang, it's um, it's not the end of it. Pastor Brian, what's the future look like for Tough Conversations? We still have to have more. Um, one of the great things, I, I believe, with it is we've seen, uh, I think there's twofold. Okay, you asked me, there's twofold with that. First, we got to keep having them. We can't just do a series and then drop it and forget about it. We got to remember that the things we discuss will continually happen to people within our church and outside of our church. And so we have to continue to create the atmosphere and the culture where we can be vulnerable and then therefore grow as disciples. So that's that's probably the most important thing. I think too often we give a message series and then we drop it. It was nice, we move on. We can't do that with this. We have seen and heard from our people they dealt with this. They were appreciative, and, and we have to keep that. I think the second thing is we've also heard is, why didn't you guys cover this or this or that or all these things? I think in the future we got to keep coming back and revisit some things or even look at new things and, and have these honest heart-to-heart chats as a family. Yeah, and so there's a way that you guys can help us with that. Um, we need your suggestions. Send us messages. Drop us notes that let us know what are some of the things that – uh, you'd like to see discussed more at the church, topics that uh, we typically don't handle or uh, maybe are very relevant. Um, and it may come in not just as a Sunday, but it might become like a Wednesday thing or yeah. maybe even have small groups tackle these kind of conversations. So uh, so s- tough conversations are not over. Uh, we're hoping it becomes a culture of who we are um, because what a better place to figure out a biblical, biblical perspective on difficult things Um then the church, then the congregation, then the fellowship, then your brothers and sisters in Christ. It's what we're supposed to do. So but we're going to pivot now. So what we've learned is we're a bunch of broken people. Um, not a surprise for people who have the text, all have fallen short of the glory of God, right? We are broken individuals, all are sinners, and we're going to move into a new series. How do we build a fellowship from broken people. Now we touched on this and we see what God does, that it's Jesus. Uh, this week we looked at the Ephesians 2 passage where Jesus is the cornerstone and so we're all connected to him. So Pastor Brian, that's theologically, right? We're theolo- like that, That's the, uh, the philosophy of behind it is that we're all connected through Christ. Practically, how do we do that? How do you put a bunch of broken people in a room and what are some ways that you've seen in the past, either it go right or wrong, um, how do you put a bunch of broken people together and to function as the church? How does that look? I guess based on what I've seen in the past, right or wrong, I better better be careful where I share this then because people might figure stuff out. <laughs> All right. So use very general names, okay. um, but nothing specific. So, I think ideologically. I think, you know, I think it, and look, if you're listening and you go to another church, we do not believe here at Morgansville that we have it all together. As a matter of fact, we probably are open about the fact we're not together. That's why we're talking about broken people. So I don't want you to think like we have all the answers. But what I would say is this. I've been here about a year now. One of the things I've come to appreciate about being here is just the, the vulnerability that does exist. The fact that people talk to one another, they build relationships, but they're there for one another Like as we walk through things. So I think the first thing you have to do is we do lip service as the church, uh, meaning the church in general. We got to put action with it. Like if we're going to say we care about people, then we have to care about people when people need to be cared about, which obviously is every day. But in some of these things we're talking about, um, I think also we have to meet people where they're at. One of the things that, that we always say is churches, every church is friendly until mm-hmm. you come. <laughs> and then you're like, well, 
or they'll tell you come as you are and then you show up and you don't feel accepted. I believe that, you know, here we're trying to really stress, hey, we're not asking you to come to when you have it all together because guess what? You're never going to have it all together. Um, but come where you're at. Let's talk. Let's pray. Let's sit down over a cup of coffee, whatever it is, and let's let's dig into the Scriptures. And what do the Scriptures say? How can we help you, disciple you, and what the Scriptures say? And that, to me, is where we have to be. It all goes back to what did the Scriptures say. And I think that's where church in general misses the boat sometimes. Instead, it's here's what I think versus here's what God says. Right. God's revealed to us in his word, directions for our life so that we can honor him, please him, glorify him, act like him, talk like him, think like him. He, he's given us this um, to, to help us to be conformed into the image of his son. Um, so what are some of the, so Pastor Brian, you've been here a year now. Yeah. Um, so if somebody has just been worshiping with us for a couple weeks, maybe a couple months, tell me, how do they get connected into this fellowship of broken people? Um, what are some places that you would recommend folks who either want more connection or where are the places that, that, that you can, you can build relationships here? I think one is, uh, we, we do what's called a membership connect class and it's for people that are new or people have been here for some time. Just want to know, Hey, what's the heartbeat of the church? What are we about? What do we believe? What are our core values? Um, what are ways I can get plugged into church? I think that's a great way. Um, because, there's a commonality of, oh my goodness, I'm new. I don't know everything with the other people that are there. And so you kind of build those relationships. I think really what we know the DNA of our church is, is life groups. Mm-hmm. You got to get plugged in with other people where you can just sit down and do life. Um, we're both in life groups. You know, we lead. I, I love our time in our life group just because like, yes, we talk about the series, but the other day we had a great conversation about just where we all were as parents in life. Mm-hmm. And I think you need to glean from one another. You need to learn from one another. You need to pray for one another. Right. Um, we have Adult Connect on Wednesday nights where we're letting people, you know, pick different topics that we're hitting on. Uh, some are message follow-ups. Some are actual topics that people have brought to our attention. And we're just we're hammering through some of those issues from a biblical perspective and just wrestling with it. And it, here's the great thing. I sat in a room the other week. We had, I think, eight people with eight different backgrounds of church. But the one thing that was beautiful was we're all one in Christ. Right. And that's different than your... So, it, gang, if you're used to a normal Wednesday night, it, it's a little bit different. You're not going to have Pastor Brian or I or an elder up front with a whiteboard leading a lecture while you sit and digest information. Um, this is discussion follow-up. Um Uh, what I'm hearing, what I've heard from folks is how excited they are at the participation levels that, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not 20 folks in a room and four talking that it's uh, the smaller groups are allowing people to to share more. Great. Um, What about today, man? Like we just had a good meal. I'm ready to take a nap. Um, What are some of the ways, um, what are some of the ways that older folks can get connected? Yeah, we have uh, today was senior moments. So those that are 55 or older, can come out. Doesn't matter what church you go to. And we have a great committee that puts together a, a meal. It's at 11.30 a.m. And uh, you get to fellowship. You get to eat really good food. And then uh, there's usually some sort of presentation, whether it's special music, some special topic, or when they're really desperate, one of us. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, and, and so we have something similar called Widow's Ministry. Yeah. Uh, that happens next Tuesday. So that's always the second Tuesday of the month. Uh, similar format, a phenomenal meal. 
uh, and, and a program that follows. And so if you haven't had a chance yet and you fit either of those categories, we just really recommend it's a great place to come build relations, uh, be connected, uh, get to know people in, in the kingdom of God, really, not just our church, but, uh, uh, but in the kingdom of God as well. Um, Pastor Brian, yeah. so question on you. You talked about this membership connect class. Yes. So what if I don't want to become a member? That's okay. Um, here's here's how we, we look at this. Well, as I said earlier, it's kind of who we are. Uh, we want you to get to know us. We want to get to know you. At the end of it, we give the option if you want to become a member or not. There's no pressure. There's no sales gimmick, nothing. You know, it doesn't change. We're not where it changes your salvation or anything of that nature. It's just something that we offer. And uh, we encourage you to do it because we want you to be part of our family officially. But if you choose not to do it, that's okay. Yeah. So it actually might be an appropriate class for folks who've been coming here for years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, whether you're a member or not a member, just to kind of hear a perspective and a vision of, of currently what the congregation looks like and um, what the elder team has set forth as a, as a spiritual vision for the church. Uh, I, I want to hit on this too. Um uh, this new series, this last series we did in the new series is really birthed out of some conversations that the elders were having about what people are going through. Mm-hmm. So, Pastor Brian, you, again, you've been here a year now. Um, as you reflect on the last year, describe to me the work of the elders here at Morgansville. Man, uh, when I interviewed to come here, one of the things that really impressed me was the, the leadership of the church, the elders. Uh, just what they desired to see of their church what they desired to see God do, what they were praying God would do. Um, they are constantly in prayer about what's next for this church. They're not playing catch up. They're, they're setting a vision. So I came a month and a half later, we're praying about a kid's director. And now we have a kid's director. And that was them staying ahead and saying, hey, what's the next thing that we need to look at? Uh, the desire to see people connect to one another, connect to God's word, uh, that's constantly in discussion. But probably the one thing you'll never see, the one thing that can never be publicized just because of the uh, sensitivity of it, is the way they they pray over this church uh, when they get together for our meetings, and you know we just pray over the you know the things that this church is doing. It's not like hey let's do this. It's almost sometimes you know like we're in this every day, and we have to be patient sometimes and remember these guys are you know leading but they'll come in and say all right let's pray about it let's do it and every single time we always have a comfort all right god's leading us to do this god's not leading us to do that whatever it may be so i, I think that's the big thing but their desire is to see this church grow not just numerically but spiritually mm-hmm. and that's what's important is too often we get wrapped up in numbers and that never is a point of discussion with our elders mm-hmm. um so, I mean, I'm all over the place today. Let's go back to the text that we used this week, Ephesians chapter 2. Yes. Um, Jesus, or I'm sorry, Paul used uh, a couple different uh, metaphors, a couple different images for what the church looks like. Uh, one of them was uh, that the church is like a nation, right? The kingdom of God. One of them was that it is like a family. Uh, and then another image is that it is like a temple, like like a, a building that is being built. Um, so if I'm a stone or if I am a family member, um, what are, what's my relationship? What is it that connects me to the greater thing? Whether it's a stone connected to the building, whether it's a person connected to the family, uh, whether it's a citizen connected to the kingdom. Like, uh, how can our folks, 
how does being a part of this, whether whatever image you look like, how does it shape your identity? I think that's a loaded question that I didn't tell you was coming. Oh, uh, yeah. So enjoy that one. <laughs> well, the one I think I latch on to most, I think that resonates because a building, you know, we don't necessarily, but I think the family. Um, man, the the great thing of adoption in the Bible that we're adopted sons and daughters in the, in the, the God's family, that's awesome. Like, you know, when you think of that, no matter what we have, he loves us. He wants us to be part of his family. And and the words that come with that, like we are heirs, like we get to share in that type of thing. You know, you think of a family, you know, the sad part is when people pass, you inherit. Um, what we inherit being part of the family of God, but what then we get to bestow upon one another as a result of that. I think that is the beauty. And that's, that's kind of where we're going with our next series with, uh, you know, broken people becoming a family is... You don't have to have it all together. It's not, well, I got to do this or that. No, it's like confess and believe in your heart, and then you know Jesus, and then guess what? You get to enter fellowship with us or wherever you go to church, and now you get to be part of that family, and you get the benefits of that. Yeah. Uh, it was about a year ago we started that series, Come to the Table, yes. the idea that after COVID we were coming back, and we're all different, we're all unique. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I love about the family metaphor Uh, of the church because you know you can think each family has its black sheep each family has its favorite son each family's got its wild uncle and its generous aunt uh, you you name it right the grumpy old dad Um, but they all come together and they're part of one family Uh, we all have our different roles in the church um, whether it's gifting whether it's serving whether it's context of life Um, but I love the fact that we are called in our differences uh not to conform to one another, but to become united in Christ. And it's, there's a place for everyone at this table through Jesus. There's a place for everyone in this family um, through the work that that God has done, reconciling us to himself through, through Christ, the son. And I'm with you. That that family metaphor for me is, is the big one. Um, Just because it hits home, man. I've, I've had some, I got some wild, crazy family that, you know, we all do. And I got some family that I love, but they're all family. And we fit. We fit together. Um, that the the reason the blonde the, the bond of, of, of blood of DNA keeps us together, but for the church family, it doesn't matter um, it doesn't matter what your brokenness is. That that there is a place for you here at Morgansville Church. Because you're valuable, so valuable that God gave up his only son, that, mm-hmm. that, that Christ himself was obedient to the cross. Like you are valuable, not because of your brokenness, not because not, you're, you're valuable, not because of who you are or what you do. You're valuable and part of this family because you were adopted by God. You were redeemed by Christ and reconciled to the Father. And, and that's what I love right now about our congregation is... Um, they're not opening and welcome in the liberal sense where come and stay as you are, but they're opening and welcome in the sense that it's God who redeems people and God who changes people and transforms people, uh, but it's it's him. It's not get yourself together in the parking lot before you come in. It's, hey, stumble on in, limp on in, 
cry on in and together we'll let God put this thing together. Uh, and I just uh, appreciate that about who we are and where we're at and looking forward to this series, like, like Pastor Brian said. So beginning this Sunday, we're going to do our follow-up to Tough Conversations. It's called This is Mogginsville, Building a Fellowship from Broken People. Uh, we're going to have a couple weeks on it. The first week, we're going to talk about individual deconstruction, um, how to be torn down. We're going to look at the rich young ruler this week, and Jesus just tore that poor guy apart. Um, but how we have to be... Uh, how, how you have to excavate the site a little bit before you can build anything. And then the following week, we're going to talk about how to, how to build a, a household or how to, how to live as a family um, with room for sinful people to be redeemed. And, and then, Pastor Brian, you're going to take that third week. We're going to talk about uh, like a church building project. How does God take all these different people and households and turn them into a family? And then we're going to learn. We are going to learn on how to engage our community that last week, um, which is important because that comes right before Light the Night. So let's do a little plug for Light the Night, Pastor Brian, and yeah. then we'll sign off. So yeah, uh, before we hit Light the Night, one thing I would encourage you is check out our website, check out our Facebook page, Mogginsville Church. There is a lot that's going to be happening in the next two months, but it's going to be a sprint. Uh, there's so much already taking place, but Light the Night is our Halloween night. Um activity that we do outreach and so we turn the parking lot into a huge carnival there's going to be inflatables games candy food giveaways all kinds of good stuff and there's something for the whole family and so it'll be 5 30 8 30 october 31st so you you can take a break while you're trick-or-treating you can come here first or finish up here but what we want to do is just let you know hey come out and be part of this there's no cost whatsoever um this is something we do for our community because we just care about you guys. We love our community and we want them to know that we're here. Awesome. Well, gang, I would encourage you to send your questions after sermons, send your thoughts. What do you want to hear talked about, studied about? And uh, uh, next week, looking forward to diving in and dealing with that rich young ruler. Matthew 19 uh, verses 26 to 26. All right. We'll talk to you then. See you, gang. Have a good week.